Welcome to the Tabor and Bethel podcast with your host, Michael Tucker. This is the place where we put the word of God in everyday conversation and build a community of strong believers. Now, let's jump into today's message. All righty, guys. Good morning, afternoon, and a lovely good night to you. We are back with another episode, and it's going to be a good one. So today we're going to address three questions, just three. First question, what is faith? The second question, why is it important to have faith? And the third and final question is, what does faith afford to you? So guys, stick around. We're going to answer these questions when we come back. Let's talk about it. So we're back, guys. Um, so this week, matter of fact, for a couple of weeks, we want to talk about faith as it pertains to our walk with Christ and actually how we live our lives. Um, it's important. So what we want to do is actually take a look at this, kind of break it apart. But before we do that, let's catch up with everybody. So for our listeners out there, today we're doing something a little bit different. Cortez is out in West Coast. He's out in Arizona. Uh, so he may sound a little bit different. Kenneth and myself, we're in studio. Uh, so Cortez, say what's up to the people. Hi, good people. Glad to be here again. Thanks, Michael. <laughs> no problem. Kenneth, what you got for the people? I'm here, man. I'm here. We here. Still faith walking. True. Faith talking. You know what's crazy? I have gotten great feedback on the show. The most centric theme I am getting is that Kenneth and Cortez sound alike. That's crazy. <laughs> I don't hear it, but, you know. You have, have to break it up a little bit. I can tell the difference, but they can't tell the difference. I, I think it's funny. Anyway, anyway. So everybody had a fantastic week, I'm hoping. Definitely. Sweet. Cortez, how was the week, man? Um... Getting acclimated. Extremely uh, hot, but it's great. <laughs> I bet it's extremely hot, man. You out there in Arizona. Oh, yeah. The average uh, is about 115 degrees. Um, inside your house, you don't have your air conditioned at least on 80 degrees, which is amazing. Um, it's going to be about 91 degrees in your house. So it's it, definitely an adjustment, but nothing that I can't bear. It sounded like you said 115 degrees. Yes, 115 degrees dry heat, uh, which has a low a low percentage humidity factor. So if I had to pick between Hotlanta and Arizona, which is what I call it, I would probably pick Arizona over the over 30% of humidity that we have in Hotlanta. <laughs> that's just that's a different opinion. type of heat. Yes, sir. Uh, more power to you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's hop into today. I want to call today's episode and future faith-based episodes Jumping Off the Cliff. This is metaphorically. I am not condoning jumping off cliffs uh, physically. Uh, This is only metaphorically. So I want to hear from you guys. 
how do you guys define faith? What is it? Kenneth, what, how do you say what faith is? Well, uh, I looked up the definition online just to, I mean, I, I know what faith is to me, but I wanted to set things in concrete, build a, a good foundation for the conversation. And I agree with the definition. It's a complete trust and confidence in something or someone. So faith unequivocally is believing in something without a shadow of a doubt. And because of your belief, that structures the way that you choose to live your life because everything that you believe and everything that you do is based on that belief, having faith in that belief, regardless of what that that faith is. Now, according to what we're talking about, we're, we're talking about having faith in God and having faith in Christ. So if we have complete trust and complete confidence in who he is and who he says he is and who he says we are, then our actions, the way that we live our lives, should follow that. So to me, that's what faith is, is just believing in God, believing what he says, and following through with our beliefs through action. Okay. Cortez, how do you define faith? Well, let's see. Well, great definition, Kenneth. Um, I would say in my own experiences, since you asked me personally how I define faith, I define faith as in the acronyms that I've taught over the years, uh, F-A-I-T-H, forsaking all, I trust him. And so I, I define faith as, as something that I can rely on that's beyond my negative. So you have to have negative or zero or you can't see it in order to have this faith thing. And then especially when I read it in the ancient scripture, this is uh, without without this particular faith, forsaking all I trust him, it's impossible to please. So um, it's one of those reliant things. I have to rely on this in order to move forward beyond what I can see. And most of the time, well, at this point in my life, almost all of the time, anything that's bigger than what you can, what you can, um, you can um, accomplish, you need to have this particular um, element. You need to have this tool. And it doesn't go away. It's something that everybody has more than what they believe that they have. And um, we have it more than what we realize, whether it's a chair that you sit on to have the faith that it's going to hold you up. Uh, we have the faith that um, we can get through the day, even though we don't have the strength, but there's something that's uh, beyond that, that God gives. And then people don't realize that because we're made from God, it's, uh, it's definitely something that gives you strength to get through it. So you have to utilize this um, that gives you some strength to get through everything. So it's definitely um, the way I define it. Okay. I, I always define faith. Of course, we for those that are in radio land, podcast land, we are referring to Hebrews 11, verse 1, right? And we're giving you guys our definition of faith because these are the things that we have experienced along the way. I take faith as whatever God said, I believe it, I'm going to do it, that's that. I, my personal experiences. My wife will tell you to this day, if God tells me to do something, I'm going to do it. It doesn't matter if she's with me or not, which she will be if God said it, then I'm going to do it. Right. So mm -hmm. breaking apart Hebrews 11, 1. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. So it says it, now faith is a substance. And I, for the life of me for years, I always struggle with the word substance. It's like there's something there. We're just not hitting it. And as far as 
mentioning faith and, and talking about faith, the question will be at the end, how do I jump off the cliff? How do I jump off this cliff exercising that faith? Now, if you're going to use faith, and Kenneth, you touched on it, and so did you, Cortez, it's that belief. Faith is made up of hope, things that you believe in. Mm -hmm. Faith says Mm -hmm. that I believe in it, and God's going to bring it to pass. So the question that I want to ask you, brothers, what is your earliest memory of using faith that you can recall? Oh, my God. Um, Where do I start? Our earliest memory, which would do something uh, currently, um, I would say when I jumped out and stepped out on faith. You hear that very commonly, but um, I don't get the common step out on faith thing um, like like the average person. Um, I realized that I'm developing the gift of it, which means I'm always put to test to step out on zero and water on the stuff that doesn't make sense to do. The average person needs a calculation, a whole bunch of reasons. They need the money up front. They need to have all the answers up front and then say, okay, now I can do it. Now I'm able to do it. For me, um, Facebook, what it means to me, um, is when I had to say, um, I don't have nothing in place. I don't have the stupid loan. I don't have the business loan. And um, I don't have anything, but I got this vision that I can't shake. So I would say one of my earliest things, and I have so many, but I would say um, seeing myself in a different region of the states to uh, have a whole new life and and for things to open up for me, even though I don't have a right now job, even though um, I haven't got the confirmation, I don't know how much I'm going to make, but I just went with it. I just jumped on it. And so it's wonderful. So that's the substance that I believe that you mentioned of Hebrews 11. Now faith, now there is the substance, now, uh, you know, now this um, element. So I'm defining faith as the strength that you seem to get, that's beyond your comprehension. And you either go with what you already know, or you go with faith, which is what you don't know, and you definitely can't see it. Okay. Ken's earliest memory. Uh, For me... The earliest memory of me actually having, like, real faith, like, trusting in God beyond what my my five senses can see, taste, touch, you know, sense, feel, whatever, um, it came about in in my wilderness experience. Um, For those who don't know, my wife and I have been together since we're 16. I've known her since we're 12. We dated for five years, coming straight out of high school from 16 to 21. And I had went away to school. We broke up. Long story short, you know, I was a jerk and I made a lot of really bad decisions. <laughs> okay. Um, and our, our relationship, we, we fell apart. But all the while of me dating her, I knew because of through prayer and seeking God's face concerning my relationship with her, I believe without a shadow of a doubt that this is my wife. This is the one that I'm called to. She is the woman that I'm to marry. And I wrecked things so bad that with human eyes to see, it's like there's no way this is going to happen. And if it does, God is the one that's going to make it happen. And for a while, it, it it was a wreck. It was a complete train wreck. Went through the worst depression, trying to figure things out. Um, and it, it took a while for me to get to a point of me walking with the Lord 
and not understanding the situation and the season that I was in. But I started to see things turn around even before I saw the physical evidence of it because faith is is uh, the substance of things hoped for, right? The evidence right. of things not seen. So I started to see the evidence of things not seen in the spirit when I got to a point with my walk with the Lord where I said, you know what? Lord, you're God. You're my rock. You're my salvation. All my hope is in you. If you bring this thing to pass, then to you be the glory. If this thing does not come to pass because of my own foolery, my own folly, my own error, then all be the glory to you. I'm satisfied with you, with or without this relationship. And that took a lot of real faith. It literally took me to get to that point in that decision. Okay. Where I literally, in the spirit, started to see God move things and shift things where reconciliation could happen. Because beyond a shadow of a doubt, without God intervening, there would have been no reconciliation. There would have been no marriage. There would have been no children. There would have been no, you know, rich history of, of where we are today. But that took a lot of real faith. Like, you know, you say you believe in God, but all right, let's test it. That was that was the earliest thing for me where I was like, all right, God, I'm with you. And regardless of what happens, you know, you get the glory, you get the praise. And, you know, God gets the glory for us being in a relationship today. Beyond sure. a shadow of a doubt. That's what's up. I think my earliest memory goes back to when I was at Faith Outreach Christian Center. I think I was like maybe 10, 11, maybe 12. And... I started playing drums. I never played before. I never took a lesson. I had rhythm, but I never played. I never played on a real set. And Cortez, you can probably attest that playing on a drum set is very different than tapping on the table and playing with pencils, right? (laughs) (laughs) So I I, I remember it was me and a couple cousins, and we were like, oh, we're going to play drums. And, you know, it was my turn to play, but I – I don't think I ever told anybody this. I was like, Lord, if you want me to play, then this got to sound right. Because if it don't sound right, I don't want to do it. Because to me, I had never had any lessons. I was semi-coordinated and I played baseball and I was like, oh, that's fine. But I stepped into something that I had never done before. And long story short, I started playing when I was 10. I'm 32 now and I still can play, right? I've taken lessons over the years for like syncopation that kind of thing. But other than that, it's literally God given. I trusted God to give me something that I did not have, you know? So to me, having faith is having that persuasive thought that if Jesus said I can do it, that's it. Enough said, right? So my second question, why is it so important to have faith? Cortez, why is it so important to have faith? Well, what, well, to me, it's so important to have faith because that's all you really have well, for a few reasons. It's the only way that you can please. It's one of the biggest ways you can please God. You want to always be in the position that you can please Him because God owns everything, including you, if you're yielding to Him and you've been submissive to Him. And then the things that He's given you is the things that He owns. You need to have that same faith to even deal with it, to be able to accomplish it, and to be able to um, to subdue it. So you still have to say, have that same substance, um, you know. And then the other thing is this: um, 
if you don't have it, do you do you remain what I call stuck? Um, you won't go anywhere. Okay. You know, um, you mentioned about um, you know, and I heard Brother Kenneth and Kenneth too we was talking about relationships and his wife, and he was talking about playing music and doing something different. But we don't really talk about having faith in yourself. Okay. So you can have the ability to do these things. So, you know, even me talking about, you know, step out so I can go and, 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 st- and step out to, to um, go in and um, have this adventure to go across to, to do a, you know, go to a different state or, or, hey, I'm going to quit this job and I just believe that there's someone out there for me and I just know there's a safety that I have to ride on to believe in God, to have the faith in myself, but to have the faith in yourself to do it. Um, and then even when you realize that your faith is small, you have to ask God, God, give me this, um, please increase my faith. Once again, that's the only way I'm going to have the confidence because it produces confidence. It produces hope. So faith does everything. It's a lifestyle. And if you don't do it, you know, you're going to be a retarded person. And I don't mean in, in, the, in the negative connotation. I mean, I mean that you're going to grow older. You still have arrested development. You're not going to grow because you have to exercise something that's bigger than you because you're going to need faith to even conquer these different things. Because faith takes you higher and even beyond your comprehension. So that's why it's so important to me to have it. You got to have it. You have to exercise it. And even when you don't think you have it, you answer to God, give me faith for that thing right there. Because everything you talk about is bigger than what I can comprehend. Give me the faith for that. So build me up in, in, to such a way that I can accomplish that, that you keep um, laying heavy on my heart and on my spirit. And even for me to build this legacy, because it's bigger than what I can do. I don't have that much power. So that's why it's so important, in my opinion, right. to have faith, and that's what I've been able to accomplish a lot. Because uh, you know, it's you know, God is huge, and your business huge, and we're bigger and we're greater. True, Kenneth. So important. Wow, faith is is so important because it's literally the spiritual currency that we use to access the things of God. Right. He is creator of all things everything he owns. So the best way that I can describe why it's so important is kind of a reflection of the family that God has given me, the children that he's given me. We know that he's our spiritual father. And as as a father in the flesh, you know, when I give my, my daughter's instructions and I tell them to do things or they ask something of me and I say, yes, I will do it. When I say I will do it, I mean I will do it. I mean, by you asking, you already have it. You don't have to worry about how to get it. Okay. You don't have to worry about providing it for yourself. All you have to do is be patient and be obedient to the word that I give you as my child. If you're obedient to my word by following, you already had the courage to ask by faith. Now, believe my reply to you and everything you have, you'll have more. Sometimes when we ask as children, when we go to God and we ask him of things, we have one kind, we have one thing in mind as to what we what we think we want, but God's ways are higher. His thoughts are higher. So he intends to give us more than anything we can ever ask for. So when we have faith, again, applying that spiritual currency to whatever it is we're believing God for, he then returns that back a hundredfold because that leads us to obedience. You know, and, and on the flip side, if we don't have faith, it, it goes the same way. If I, as a father... And the flesh tell my daughters to do something and they want something else from me in return, but they don't do what I ask of them. I'm not going to reward a disobedient child. Okay. And the father does the same thing. His gifts are given unrepentantly. Once he gives them, it's there. 
But for you to elevate and for you to increase and for you to trust and believe God for a numerous of things, we that faith that we have is going to lead us to obedience. And if we don't have faith in God and we disbelieve, then you can trust that your access, it, you're, you're literally cutting off your own access because God owns everything. You know what I'm saying? And, and he gives good gifts. If, if us who True. are evil in flesh know how to give good gifts to our kids, like, the, you know, the Lord, the Messiah said, how much more our Father in heaven? So that's why it's so important, because when we believe and we have faith and we trust God, that'll open doors and he's going to take care of all of our needs. We just have to believe it. 100%. And I agree with everything you guys said. And for those who want to reference Hebrews 11.6, and I'm just going to do just a little bit of it, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. And then it says, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Read the whole verse, but sorry. It is that important because we can't even please God the Father without having faith. It is, as Kenneth said, it is that currency. It is everything, as Cortez said. I'm telling you guys, it is the principal thing. You have to have it. To even believe in God, you got to have faith. It is impossible to believe in God without exercising faith. To me, that is the first mission of faith is actually you using faith. You only get to God through faith. And the first step is actually believing. And a part of that scripture, what I like the most, it says that he is. And that part kind of bugged my mind a little bit when I was growing up. But I got a little bit more clarity, I guess, as I got older. So you have to believe that he is. And then the responsible question would say, he is what? And then my responsible answer would be, whatever it is that you ask for. So if you're going to believe, you got to believe it. Don't waver, don't doubt, right? So the third question of the day, what does faith afford you? And afford, I mean, what is it? What does it supply you? What are you able to do with faith? Cortez, I'm going to let you go first. Oh, he already jumped in. Go ahead, brother. Go. (laughs) Oh, man, I'm so excited about it. (laughs) Um, Well, it affords, you know what? One of the things that it would afford you, it would afford you a testimony that you was able to do something that you you know, number one, um, you know, you didn't deserve to do. And then you also didn't think that you can afford to do. And then you know that you couldn't have done it in your own strength. So it does, I mean, you know, yes, um, it just enables and afford you to do a lot because then you could be able to say that there's no way I could have, um, uh, you know, completed my college degree without saying, God, give me the answers. I know I study or I know I didn't study. Give me the words so I could pass this. Yes, and sir. Forgive me for not being a good steward over this. So I need faith to conquer this the test. And it's and you, if you think about it, whether it's a, a, a unseen test, whether, whether there's an exam that's on a sheet of paper, it's interesting how there's a there's a white sheet of paper with black letters that can beat you up, and it has no voice. But you have to be able to conquer that, so you can prove yourself with what you know and retain, and it can be considered <laughs> with other people, so they can confer you to uh, give you some type of certification for what yeah. you study for. It takes a lot of faith to go through all of those processes, so it affords you a lot. So when it's all said and done, God has His own symbols, 
Now, and, and, and we're talking about states today. That he puts in you to say, okay, when you get through, I dare you to say that you did it in your own strength. So he can still be praised when it's all said and done, because God loves to be praised. Yes, sir. You know, and if he ever felt like you did it on your own, he said, oh, okay, so you feel like you can afford to do that. When he wants to be able to say, now, how can you afford that? No, you have to exercise and utilize this, these things, because that's the only way you're going to please me. And then with diligence and everything else, oh, my gosh. So it just does so much as a result of exercising that faith. All the impossible and everything around us, especially where we where we are in this society, is so many impossibles. But with God, everything is possible for those that believe. You gotta have faith. You yes, gotta sir. have faith to know that this is gonna afford me to do some great stuff. It's powerful. Yes, sir. Kenneth? Um faith li- literally when you say what does it afford, it is it's speaking to provide or supply, right? Or having mm-hmm. the currency or having the money to be able to do whatever. So when we're talking about faith affording us anything, we got to go back to who initiated, who was the initiator of our faith, which is Christ. Christ initiated our faith from the beginning of time. He already had in mind the plans for us and his own plan to um, reconcile our relationship with the Lord. So when he went to the cross willingly and he paid the price for sin, his blood, the shedding of his blood literally is the currency that affords us access to anything that we want. Because scripture says in Romans that uh, we're seated at the right hand of God through Christ himself. So we become joint heirs with Christ, right? So we know in our father's house, there are many mansions and Christ is going to prepare a place for us. So if we're talking about a, a king who owns many hills, who owns riches and glory that we've never seen with our own eyes before, if we're joint heirs with Christ, that means we have access to all of those riches. Yes, sir. So when you say, what can faith afford me to the listeners out there listening, you can write that down in a sentence and put in that blank space. Faith can afford me whatever your mind can fathom, whatever you can think of, whatever you're dreaming for, whatever you're believing God for. Put that in that, that blank space. Faith can afford me this. And then when you pray about it and you bring that petition to God, He's going to blow your mind and go far beyond what you even thought was possible for yourself. Because when you apply the the, the blood of Christ and you sit in the the right hand of God through Christ, sitting in in his place as a joint heir. Right. Then that means you have access to the entire kingdom. The only thing, the only job that you have to do, literally, you know, that that means you had one job. You had one one job. job. The only job that we have (laughs) is to believe. If we believe in the spirit, True. then it will manifest in the physical. And we, before you know it, we find ourselves doing things that we didn't even think were possible because we enacted our faith. We initiated our faith to correspond with the faith that Christ had in himself to be able to complete the work. He says that he is the author and the finisher of our faith. Right. So if he's the finisher of our faith, all we got to do is believe. He's done the heavy lifting for us. We just got to walk it out. We just got to go by faith, believe by faith, and let Christ be Christ and do what he does best. True. And to kind of wrap this up, Matthew 17, 20, and I'm not doing the whole thing. I promise on this verse. I'm not doing the whole thing. But it says, if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, and you can say to this mountain, be removed, and that mountain will go. Right? So what faith has afforded me throughout my childhood, my teenage years, uh, 20s and now even in my 30s, I have figured out the key of using faith. And I know that sounds like a gimmick, 
But at the end of the day, faith says that whatever Jesus said, I believe it, then I can do it, and he's going to do it for his namesake. Right. Number two, if God told you to do it, you can do it. The crazy part about having faith is you are relying and you're trusting in Jesus that he'll actually see you through. If he told you to do it, it's for a particular purpose that he actually has for you. He's investing in you. He just wants you to believe in yourself, believing in him, and it's going to work out. If faith affords me all that, I can't lose. So I approach every project, every opportunity as if I cannot lose. So I think Cortez asked me last week on the podcast, how do people get this type of faith? It's quite easy. Believe it. Do it. There ain't nothing else to the recipe. That is it. So, guys, if you really want this type of faith where you can actually jump off a cliff and believe God's going to catch you, he's going to guide you to the ground, wherever it is that we need to go, believe it. You got a dream? Write it down. Write the vision. Make it plain. Follow the steps to get the dream done. Believe in that dream that it can be done and then pray that God's going to complete the dream for you. It's that simple. So what I want to see is you guys telling us when you jumped off the cliff. So email us, write us, check us out on the forum. Whenever you guys decide to jump off a cliff, let us know. We'll be here. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks for listening to the Tabor and Bethel podcast. Be sure to visit us on Instagram at Tabor and Bethel and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or Google Play. And don't forget to give us a review. We will see you at the next episode.